cupcake people tomorrow morning, 10 a.m. Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh my God! And we're gonna have the half, half, happiest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap danced with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat white ass down that chimney tonight, he's gonna find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. You're goofy. Don't piss me off, Art. I'm a good Christian. I brought my Bible. We are stopping the attacks on Judeo-Christian values. We're saying Merry Christmas again. Excuse me, where's the lobby? Down the hall and to the left. Thanks. Dear Lord, baby Jesus. He just says every time a bell rings, an angel gets his wings. Dear tiny Jesus, your golden fleece diapers with your tiny little fat balled up fist pawing. He was a man. He had a beard. Well, look, I like the Christmas Jesus best, and I'm saying grace. I pissed on a, a fly at work. Uh, <laughs> now, <laughs> stick with me here. All right. I was, as I walked into the toilet, I was just doing my business, whipped the hoss out, went to unload. It's a trough, so, you know, no aiming is required. And this fly flew wow. straight into the stream. Like, oh, they met. It was a suicide run. It, it was. And it made it like an audible slap. Like, I hit him that hard. <laughs> and he went flying straight down into the trough. And I was like, usually be, I, I'd be so excited about that. Like, I'd be like, yes, I just no-scoped this fly. But I was just in shock. I did not expect it to happen. Because it was a blowfly as well. Like, I sniped him. 420 oh, no-scoped him out of the air. And it just, <laughs> it just felt like... Um, just felt like a hate crime in the end. I, I don't know. I stood in silence and then just pissed until I finished. And then I was like, what just happened? I don't know. Anyway, fucking insane. I've seen like protesters get hit by water cannons before. I actually went to sleep like that. <laughs> it was exactly like that. It was skiddling along. Oh, it was terrible. Oh. All right. Hello and welcome to your favorite Christmas podcast, Brad is a Bad Person. My name is Morgan, I am the host of this podcast, and I am feeling merry and bright. I'm joined as always by Lachlan. Fuck off. Who is feeling gloomy and dark, and by Brad. I'm feeling very jolly. Who does not believe in Santa Claus? (laughs) (laughs) I am Santa, I don't believe in him. It's that time of year again. It's the most wonderful time of the year. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Santa Claus is coming to town. Tis the season. That's right. It's time for another Brad is a Bad Person Christmas special. How are we feeling today, guys? Are you feeling holly and jolly? No. Absolutely. Fuck both of you guys for making me do this. <laughs> jolly This is the most wonderful time of the year because it's also the time of the year that I was born. So, get on board. Just it's another Christmas reason this birthday. time of the year sucks. <laughs> <laughs> we could have Please. avoided this whole mess. That is true, but <laughs> the, get on The board. thing I like least about the season is the actual season, which in, in Australia is summer, oh. and mm. it's fucking hot down here, and there's been a few hot days recently, and I'm just... Oh, yeah. um, we've had a, we've had a pretty good run this year, to be honest. We haven't had a day over 40 yet, so I'll take that. It hasn't been too bad so far. Yeah, yeah. but yes. we're, we're only just into December, so, you know. Yeah, but like usually November throws a few seriously mm. hot days at us. We've only had like one or two, so... I'm, I'm feeling it this year. I think it's going to be a cooler than average year. And no, I think I we're gearing up for a big bushfire season, <laughs> to be I, honest. I, don't, I just don't want my nuts stuck to the chair on my birthday. That's the one thing I'm looking for this year. <laughs> if you put All pants right. on, you can avoid that. I fucking refuse. <laughs> it's my birthday. I don't have to do anything. 
<laughs> he gets to wear his birthday suit. Look. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Good point. But yeah, it, it hasn't been it hasn't been too hot just yet. But like when I'm watching Christmas movies and they're like set in these like towns where there's snow coming down and people are like mm. around the fire with mittens on and stuff, I'm just like, fuck, that'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's no one stopping you from doing it. You know, you could get a fire going and dress up. <laughs> You'd just probably die from heat stroke in like 30 minutes or something. But Maybe I wouldn't yeah. hate Christmas so much if it was winter here as well. You know, if I wasn't sweating my balls off while I'm trying to eat some fucking roast pork or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I had the idea that Shannon and I could have like a, a nice Christmas, like cold Christmas day because we got like a really, really, really good air conditioner and just like crank it all the way down to like 15 degrees, mm. which mm. for our American friends is what like. 50 Fahrenheit or something like that, or 60 Fahrenheit, whatever, and just make it really cool inside the house. And Shannon was like, nah, yeah. can't do that. It's not good for the environment. So, who gives a fuck? Yeah, I'm assuming you cancelled the wedding then. <laughs> <laughs> I just went for a day where I have the house to myself and then I'm going to, um, you know, put on lots of clothes and coats and socks and shoes <laughs> and <laughs> do it. chocolates and stuff. Yeah, would be good fun. That'd be great. I'm down. Can we have like a Christmas in January or something where we all do that? Stupid yeah. Christmas sweaters. We do, we do uh, Christmas in December just for, you know. Something different. Well, no. I mean, probably. have to do real Christmas first. It's, it takes up a bit of time, family, friends, yeah. 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 Wouldn't it be like, I don't know it, what it was like in Geelong today, guys, but in Melbourne it was fucking cold today. If we had a Christmas day like today, I'd be pretty happy. It was not cold, it was, really cold but it was very windy. It was cold, windy, and wet. It was uh, like I was outside and I was like, oh, Jesus, I actually need pants today. Mm. Like, usually I just wear pants anyway, but I actually needed them. Like, I was, <laughs> my legs would be cold without these. So, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> now, luckily, I, I had a burning question that I wanted to ask you. Hit me. As, as a, a father of two, but uh-huh. also as an atheist. Will you be raising your boys to believe in Santa Claus, or are you going to hit them with the cold, hard facts of life? Right Santa is not a religious figure. I know. Right, I know the the myth stems from Saint Nicholas, but uh, yeah, he's he's actually made up by commercial interests. Yeah, Coca Cola. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> but my my point my point isn't about the religious part of it. My point uh-huh. is about atheists being, you know, like what do they call themselves, rationalists or whatever, and, you know, don't tell lies, and, you know, like, don't don't trick kids into believing <laughs> stuff that's not true, you know. <laughs> I could not get through parenthood without lying to my children. I- <laughs> <laughs> Everyone tells themselves before they have kids that they're going to be like, oh, I'm not going to lie to my kids ever, I'm just going to tell them the truth about everything. And then, you know, a few a couple of years later, you're like, sorry, mate, spoke to the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny, and I guess we're just not not going to the park today, you know. <laughs> oh shit! You've been threatening the uh, lump of coal. Oh, perhaps uh, I haven't haven't threatened the lump of coal yet. See, my eldest, or well, both of their birthdays actually are not long before Christmas. So so far, it's been no birthday presents. But we're past the birthdays <laughs> now. We're into the no Christmas <laughs> presents. Ice cold motherfucker. Listen, listen, it is a war, alright? You do what you have to to survive. (laughs) (laughs) Look, uh... Excellent. It's too bad you're not a Christian, because, you know, God is, like, the ultimate, uh... (laughs) The ultimate... uh, 
what do you call it? Appeal to authority. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, God man. Yeah. <laughs> you will go to hell, you little motherfucker. Mm. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> All right, well, that, that's good to know. Santa Claus exists in the uh, Lachlan household. That's nice. Mm. Yep. Mm. Are you going to dress up like Santa this year, Lachlan? Uh, that, that Did you get a suit? on the cards, I believe, because because of the awful, awful year that has been, there's no Santa photos in the shopping centres this year. So, um, Ash, my lovely wife, doesn't want to break the streak. And I have somewhat the same build as Santa Claus. So, uh, you know, I think she wants to do Santa photos with me in lieu of the real Santa. Mm, I wonder when your boys are old enough, they'll yeah. look at those photos and go like, that's Hang that. on a minute. Uh, they'll get that's the where, was, Santa. where was my papa this year? And your <laughs> mum will be like, that was the year dad left us. <laughs> was, right. it on the, was it on The Simpsons when Homer was like, my dad was never around. He wasn't even there when I met Santa Claus. Yeah. It's clearly Grandpa Simpson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Yeah, that's classic. Mm. All right, well, um, before we get started today, I want to remind everyone to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you leave us a nice review on iTunes, we'll give you a shout out during the show to say thank you. Mm. If you want to get in touch with us and suggest an episode idea or just say hi, please do. We always love interacting with our fans. You can do that on any of our social media or through our website, bradisabadperson.com. If you're feeling extra merry this Christmas season, you can uh, send us some cash through paypal.me slash person to help with running costs. But otherwise, the best thing you can do to support the show is to tell a friend to listen. Now, guys, <laughs> this holiday special thing that we've been doing this year has been a lot of fun. I've really enjoyed it. And my personal favorite has been the preparation where I go and make the uh, stupid sounders that we uh, <laughs> that we do. So I made special sounders for Halloween and Thanksgiving. So of course I've got new ones for today, and that's my Christmas gift to you and to our fans. I spent oh, way too baby. much time doing this. I spent way too much time doing this, but making these stupid things for a cheap laugh has been good fun. So Lachlan, do you want to get us started by cracking open a cold one with the boys? It's just going to be ho 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 over all the jingles or something. Oh, oh! It's time to crack open a cold one with the boy. Wow, very good. Look yeah. at that. Actually, fit pretty well. That's it. I'm impressed. <laughs> well done. I'm impressed. That was I'm, some serious editing required there. I like it. I look forward to hearing the start of that same exact song another four times this episode. <laughs> So, for this very special Christmas special, uh, I've gone for something a little bit different, as I have been with our holiday special episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. So, at Christmas, being, you know, in a couple, we do, one year we do Christmas with my side of the family, the next year we do Christmas with my wife's side of the family. We alternate each year, so on, so forth. Anyway, Christmas with my wife's side of the family is always at her auntie's and uncle's house. And Mm -hmm. her auntie, first of all, puts on a fucking good feed. Second, she always makes espresso martinis for everyone. And this year is Christmas with my side of the family, so I won't be getting an espresso martini. So, for this very special Christmas special, I uh, have gone out and I've gotten a shaken cocktails 
espresso martini. Uh, so it's like a little premix, a pre-made one bottle. Yes, uh, can you hold one, that up to the the camera? One hundred and eighty-seven mils, and it was eleven dollars. So uh, <laughs> you go you fucked know. again. Christmas season, just getting fleeced out of all my cash. Yep. What's what's new? Uh, so I've got it in a shaker with some ice. I'm gonna pour it into a glass. Ooh. In lieu of the crack, I take it. Yeah, you get a nice pour sound. It smells... Pouring one out with the boys. Very strongly of coffee, funnily enough. So, uh, Christmassy. Let's give it a go. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, I think, I think there are a lot bucks. of... <laughs> I think there are a lot of effort to make, and I think that's mm. why I currently am drinking the OG espresso martini, which is just a white Russian. Um, oh, I do so love Kalua, a white Russian. Yeah. yeah, Kahlua vodka and milk, which is um, probably, you know, I didn't have any eggnog on me, so I had to uh, <laughs> make myself another milky Christmas spirit. So, um, yeah, quite, uh, quite interesting that you're having an espresso martini, mm. and I'm having a... Um, white Russian. How much did you pay for that? Did you say eleven Australian dollars? Fuck! That's basically what you would pay for it at a bar. Yes, that's that's fucked up. Yes, that is. That <laughs> is the point of going to like a bottle shop is that you get to pay <laughs> the normal price, which already is exceptionally high in Australia. By the way, mm. you don't have to pay like the double price that you would pay at a bar. Hey, look, you can get a four pack of them. For the low, low price of forty dollars, you save a oh, dollar on each one hundred and eighty-seven mil bottle. That way, that is outrageous. Wow. I could deep throat this bottle with absolutely no discomfort, <laughs> and it was eleven dollars. <laughs> Do it. All right. So I think Brad, you're going to go first tonight. I am. I am. Uh, and this week, uh, I've decided to have a little fun with Christmas, and I I know that's hard to believe. Good. Christmas and fun go together like oil and water. But remarkably, <laughs> hey man, brother. I think I've done it. <laughs> but for uh, everyone who was expecting me to come up with some horrifying and dark shit like I try to do most episodes, I'm sorry I failed you and I know that your disappointment will be uh, immeasurable. But, uh, you stood around this time of year. Disappointment. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this week I've decided to do a bit of a quiz that combines the best of Christmas hits, in my, in awesome. my opinion. Um, cause legitimately there's just so much cool shit that's happened on Christmas day throughout history. Um, so Jesus this week born. I give you <laughs> Lachlan. No that's not <laughs> You fucking asshole. Oh, you wanted your sounder. There is a captive chimpanzee named Kanako with trisomy of chromosome 22, which is essentially Down syndrome for chips. Now, that begs the question. We have an expression, retard strength. (laughs) Now, stay with me here. Chimpanzees are apparently four times stronger than a person. So, just how destructive is chimpanzee retard strength? (laughs) That's our no context. All right. 
Well, <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a crazy Christmas queen. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> proud label that Santa as KKK Christmas KKK Christmas 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 I think it sounds crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Why not crazy? Jesus. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, uh, anyway, so here's how it works. I've broken the, qu- the quiz down into three sections. Those sections are births, deaths, and events throughout Christmas Day history. Um, births and deaths are events. <laughs> I, literally, when I was writing this up, I'm like, I bet you Morgan says something about births and deaths being events. Uh, Anyway, I'm going to give you a year, and if you're a historical genius, you might be able to get it off just that. So it's worth three points. If no Zero. one guesses, Jesus born. If no one guesses correctly, I'll drop a hint, and then that you know lowers the value down to one. All right, because they're pretty easy hints. Um, Why but you, make it easy and straightforward? That's what I say. No, because it, it's a fuck this way. It's a competition. <laughs> all right. I thought your crazy Christmas quiz was going to be about like movies, TV shows, no, and no, no, music. This is about Chris, the events that have happened on Christmas Day. They may or may not be related to Christmas at all. All right. So number one is from the year the year eight hundred AD. And Crusades. any guesses with Crusade launched. Mm, not a bad guess. Sort of in that realm. Uh people started to celebrate Christmas. Oh, very close. That was actually oh. five hundred years earlier than that. Oh, but, um, okay. It not is uh, actually here's your hint. Charles the Great got a new hat. Pope. First Pope. Mm, not bad, not bad. Incorrect. No? Charles was crowned. Ooh, who was crowned? Charles. Mm. The Great. <laughs> I guess technically you're not wrong. Uh, so Charlemagne, the mad lad, went and got himself crowned uh, the Holy Roman Emperor. The first go. Holy Roman Emperor in history uh, nice. by Pope, Pope Leo III. And it was the first and last time a Frenchman would be decent enough at combat and with a spine solid enough to unite an empire. So. <laughs> Get wrecked, Napoleon. Yep. Anyway, number two. 1066. Any any guesses? Crusades. Yeah, that was, uh, that's sorry. Not when the Crusades happened. I don't know. Give us a clue. Uh, Who was it? Uh, Mad Lad and a bunch of Normans. Oh, Viking invasion of England. <laughs> You're very, very close there. It's pretty close. Specific Viking person. invasion of Ireland. No, 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 no. You got the country right. The Norman invasion of England. Yes, it is a Norman invasion. <laughs> the same thing? No, Normans are from France, mate. All right? Just... All right. Ah. Anyway, correct. Is William the First, or perhaps, as you might know him, William the Conqueror, was coronated on Christmas Day. Uh <laughs> Because he slid across the English Channel and subjugated the entirety, the entirety of England. What an absolute chad. Um, so, I'm on, so I'm on two points and Morgan's on zero, just for the record. Yeah, you're getting absolutely wrecked, Morgan. Wait, wait, wait. Was this guy French? Uh, he was, but he didn't, so he didn't this... create an empire. Oh, he was a king. Okay. All right. <laughs> Technicality. There is a difference, honestly. Uh, number three. 
1741. So we've made a bit of a jump here. 700 year jump. <laughs> 1741. Yeah. Mm. It's a different time. We're more civilized. Uh, no. I'll throw you a hint. Anders Celsius. Is it the invention of the Celsius scale for... Yeah, look, yes. there you go, well, it's number one. Yes, uh, Anders Celsius, Celsius uh, decided to cap off the holiday season by announcing the centigrade temperature scale in the world. He Good said, look. it's fucking cold, we need a measurement for this. <laughs> we need a measurement that's not fucking retarded, like Fahrenheit, so there you go. Fahrenheit's um, something to do with, like, was it like brine and how, yeah, how much... How, something yeah, like that. I don't know, something stupid. Yeah, it, it, Stupid. All right, Morgan, if you don't get this one, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, 1776. George Washington crosses the Delaware. <laughs> yes, there you go, three points. Fuck <laughs> yeah, boom. My, my hint for this one was America, fuck yeah. Um, but obviously your boy, George Washington, uh, famously crossed the <laughs> Delaware to surprise and defeat the Hessians. So, what a what a beast. And if you want to hear more about that, you can listen to our first ever Christmas special. Oh, where nice. into Great detail on that awesome, awesome story. Praise yeah, the Christmas really... special 2018. All right. This is uh, actually uh, another one you've talked about more. So I shouldn't have given you this hint, but uh, 1989. <laughs> uh, Nikolai Ceausescu. <laughs> <laughs> Live on television. Christmas yes, morning. The, the couple that, uh, my hint was the couple that rules together dies together. So it's <laughs> our favorite communist couple, Nikolai and Elena Ceausescu, both Took the room temperature challenge on the 25th after a televised kangaroo court. Never has a communist couple looked better. Um, <laughs> yeah, Eleanor was a real murder die her. Uh, she was, absolutely. You gotta respect She lived that. life. Emphasis on the or die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alright, so uh, number six here is uh, 1991 is the year. Don't know. Big, um, big moves happened in 1991. Any Any ideas? Give us a clue. Ooh. All right, the hint is Splotchy Head leaves office. Oh, um, Gorbachev steps down. What's his name? What's that? Gorbachev steps yeah, down. Gorbachev. Yes, the solution of the Soviet Empire officially. Uh, so, correct. Yeah, the good times kept rolling for the commies all over the globe with the collapse of the USSR. And on the 25th, Mikhail Gorbachev would officially resign from the office of the president of the USSR. So, well done. Nice. So, that's uh, what Morg's got. Uh, Two threes and seven. I think. Yeah, Morgs is yeah. fucking taking a commanding lead. Well, so we're uh, we're moving on to births here. Okay, um, there's only three of these ones because there wasn't actually that many cool people born in, uh, in December, <laughs> well, 25th of December. So it's a bit, bit of a letdown. Um, so number one is 1642. How is the first one not zero? Right. <laughs> no, because everyone knows about that one. That's born on the 25th either. And yeah, there's conjecture about when he was born. So prove it. Prove that he was. Exactly. Anyway. Uh, we celebrate it. That's pretty good evidence. <laughs> <laughs> when's the Queen's birthday, Morgan? When's, when's um, first Abraham Monday of Lincoln every, and George uh, Washington didn't share the same birthday, but they have President's Day? Uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> 1642. You guys want a hint? 1642. Probably too early for Hitler. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, 1642. George Washington. Uh, the hint here is Apple Guy. Steve Jobs. No, Isaac Newton. Tim Cook. Oh, look at it. There we go. Boo. Oh. Yes. The inventor of gravity himself, Mr. <laughs> Isaac Newton, was born on the 25th of the 12th, 1642. Prior to his birth and subsequent discovery of gravity, 
people had to tether themselves to the ground to avoid being <laughs> flung off the earth and into the cosmos. This is what flat earthers actually believe. <laughs> For his efforts, he was rewarded with the most prestigious honour known to man, having the delicious Fig Newton Bar named after him, an honour that persists to this day. Uh, so yes, that was 1642, Isaac Newton. Uh, number two. 1899. That's too late for Hitler. <laughs> 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 Give you guys a hit. No, Hitler was born on 420, wasn't he? What am no. I talking about? Yeah, 420! Exactly. The joke is that when the stoners are celebrating 420, you call them Nazis. It's good fun. Here's your hint. Here's to looking at you. Here's to looking at you, kid. Oh, Humphrey Bogart. Humphrey Bogart, Yes. Uh, Humphrey Berger of Casablanca fame was born on the 25th, and frankly, my dear, we should all give a damn. <laughs> Is it Casablanca or Casablancas? Casablanca. Uh, Casablanca. You're thinking of Jules Casablancas. Ah. Frontman of The Strokes. Mm. Is it mm. The Strokes or The Stroke? <laughs> oh You're God. a fucking moron. He's a singular stroke <laughs> from The Strokes. There you go. <laughs> He's uh, one of The Strokes. <laughs> He's a stroke. <laughs> and uh, number three. 1971. There's actually two for this here, so I'll, when you're ready, I'll give you... 1971. Really. No, two famous people. They're all famous people, okay? They're not just random, like, Dick Roberts from down the street or something, are they? Yeah. Uh, yeah my, I know, okay. uh, when I was in uh, Joey Scouts back in the day, our leader, R. Kayla, she was born on Christmas Day. Probably would have been around 1971, so yeah, yeah. could be her. Well, mm-hmm. I use her as a reference. Someone that age. Nicole Kidman. Oh, not a bad guess. Um, I'll give it. Here's the first. Here's the first um, hint. It's a politician with a terrible choice of costumes. <laughs> Justin Trudeau. <laughs> it is Justin Trudeau, the illegitimate son of Fidel Castro, was born on Christmas Day, 1971. Feliz Navidad, Fidel. Feliz Navidad. And uh, number two is, and this is the hint here, the unofficial singer of the podcast. Unofficial singer for the podcast. Yeah, she may have uh, featured in a few. Uh, what Mariah Carey? <laughs> no, 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 no. A few, um, some uh, segment intros, maybe. Oh, Dido! Yes, <laughs> it's <laughs> Dido. <laughs> yes, I want to thank you, Dido, for being born in 1971. <laughs> At the age of 48, you're still a smoke show. Um, which is she's a very good looking lady. So. Good for her. Uh, Morgs has a commanding lead here, but uh, yeah. we're going into the final round, I so points are doubled. Oh, he's doubled because I No, he's not. No, of course not. But points are doubled, uh, so luckily if you get them all right, I'll give it to you. Um, <laughs> Our fans have to go through the tape and uh, comment who won. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> we're moving on to people who gave their loved ones the worst Christmas present ever by not having the decency to die a, die a, die a day later. Uh, yeah. So this is deaths, famous deaths, and they're all uh, pretty recent. Uh, so number one is 1977. Mm. Ronnie Van Zandt. Ronnie Van Zandt. No bad guess. Uh, yes, it I'll is. give you a hint. <laughs> the hint is lovable Hitler. Lovable <laughs> <laughs> What, Stalin? <laughs> no. Ah. No, it wasn't Pinochet. He was much later than that. No. Um, I'm talking more in physical appearance than attributes. Oh, Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin. It is Charlie Daddy. Chaplin in 1977, Christmas Day. Yes, see, Charlie Chaplin, who inspired Hitler's mustache and then absolutely lambasted him in The Great Dictator, screwed the pooch and gave his wife and kids a shitty present. 
Accounts are that Charlie died as he lived in silence. Hitler <laughs> <laughs> destroyed with mustache and yeah. comedy. Uh, number two, 1995. Ooh, OJ's wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the hint. It's uh, the hit is "Fly Me to the Moon," but uh, Jesus Christ, Sinatra. Sinatra. Uh, no. What? Dean Martin. Yes. It is. It's Dean Martin. <laughs> what? I just... You, you freaked me out. Uh, uh, I checked Who sang Dean, it? Didn't Dean Martin sing it in 1964? Uh, one of the Rat Pack. Who cares? I yeah. got the points. So I don't really mind too much. It's Dean Martin. And yes, he's the alleged, the alleged king of cool shuffled off his mortal coil to check out... He wasn't the king of cool. Alleged. That's his nickname. Spring of... <laughs> to check out Spring on Jupiter and Mars in 1995. Uh, ironic given just how many Christmas songs he had popularised throughout his career as a swooner. Fly um, Me to the yeah, Moon is a legit banger, by the way. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I'll just give you a hint. I thought, so, um, Neil the next two are going to be singers as well, okay? That'll help you. Uh, so, number uh, 2006. Michael Jackson. No. I actually think that... He didn't die on Christmas. Steve Irwin. He's not All a right, singer. I'll give you the, the hint here. Is the Godfather of Soul. Uh, the Godfather of Sir Nelly. No, what's that guy's name? James Brown. Yes, get on up. Uh, get on. Up. Yeah, the Godfather of Soul, Fuck James Brown, cash. had at the soul leave his body in 2006. <laughs> the part-time musician and full-time PCP user was a hit on stage and was always good for a fake collapse and recovery. Godspeed, you coked-up maniac. Um, God bless him. 2016 is the next one, the final one, 2016. 2016, who died mm. recently on and was Christmas. Um, 2016. Yeah, it was only four years ago. Come on, boys. This one God. hit me to my core. Aretha Franklin. No, no. no that was much more recently. Mm. I'll give it, you want a um, hint? Yeah, I think we might need one. The hint is wham. Oh, oh George Michael. Michael. It is George Michael. Yes, this one oh, does. Yeah, saddens me, saddens me the most. George Michael uh, gave his last hurrah in his bed in 2016. Uh, Countless Whisper is peak 1980s, and he yes. lived life in the fast lane, banging dudes in public toilets and throwing himself out of moving vehicles. <laughs> I guess you could say he had faith his heart would, wouldn't give out, misguided as it was. Rest in paradise, <laughs> Mr. Michael. <laughs> All right, that was a, that was a little uh, was a bad taste, but I did I do actually love George Michael's songs. They're very. How did you not make a Last Christmas joke then? Come on, bro. No, that. <laughs> I got It'd be in poor gotta, taste. <laughs> it would be in poor taste, exactly. Uh, you know me, I'm a classic guy. Um, <laughs> anyway, I think Wolves wins. You're gonna be like later in bed tonight. You're gonna be like, fuck. But yeah, no, that's uh. Oh, it's just yeah. I was looking through all these things. I think would uh, well, not necessarily all of them, but uh, definitely some of these would be worth you know having a bit more of a look into. And there was plenty of other ones I thought were maybe actually needed a bigger look into, so I didn't do those. But um, yeah, it's Christmas Day is actually a pretty interesting day. A lot of shit happens on that because it was uh, what was it? It was like a pagan holiday before as well. So yeah. you go. There's some there's some pretty weird shit that goes on there and. What's a ritual sacrifice? Yeah, I definitely. I think we've got plenty of material for for years to come. <laughs> I was going to say, you kind of like did a, you know, 
Yeah, I, I thought it was good there. because if people are really interested in a specific thing, they can just say, hey, I really want to hear more about that. But, yeah, uh, and then they can wait till next Christmas to hear about it. Exactly. exactly. Instead of just looking at Maybe I'll do a, a full, <laughs> full thing on George Michael right now, like next year. I, <laughs> I love that closeted homosexual so much. It's so good. <laughs> Gotta have faith, the faith, the faith. Yeah, George Michael was a good singer. He yeah, was. Yeah. Excellent. Like, I was... What, I, I, Today, while I was doing a lot of the writing up for my uh, my research there, I was just listening to Careless Whisper on repeat, and that, but with the music clip on the second monitor I've got, and I was going to say, it's got to be the most erotic film clip made by a gay dude ever. <laughs> <laughs> the top comment is, why is the straightest song sung by a gay guy? And I'm like, amen, brother. Amen. <laughs> okay, guys, uh, I'll, I'll take over from here. I'm going right. to talk about Santa Land. That's right, the North Pole. Ooh. So, the story of the first man to reach the South Pole is boring. It was some <laughs> Norwegian in 1911. <laughs> Who fucking cares? The South Pole have, has penguins, which are not bloodthirsty monsters. Did you just say whereas the North penguins? Pole has penguins. Penguins. He said penguins. He definitely had, there's a, there's a bit of a sassy R-A in there, like it was a penguin. Shut up, cut this out. The South Pole has <laughs> penguins, yeah, which are not bloodthirsty monsters, whereas the North Pole has polar bears, which are bloodthirsty monsters. Mm. That means finding the South Pole is safe, safe and for weak sissy men, but finding <laughs> the North Pole is super dangerous and super badass. Mm. The South Pole is on land, which means you can just plant a flag and be done with it. The North Pole, however, is in the middle of the Arctic Sea, covered in shifting ice, so planting a flag where the North Pole was on the day you got there doesn't mean shit, it's not going to be there forever, so your flag is no proof. And lastly, Santa Claus lives in the North Pole, whereas there is no magical fat man at the South Pole who brings toys exclusively to Christians. (laughs) As a sidebar... um, Do you think they should be called North Polar Bears? Because it's quite confusing otherwise. Uh, wait, are there no yeah, polar bears whatsoever in the South Pole at all? In the South? Yeah. In Antarctica? No, Zero. There's no, no polar bears. Not one. It's Zero. A long, it is a long trip to make for a bear. Mm. I mean, for even a person, it's a long trip. But for a bear, very difficult. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, penguins made it. So you would think that polar bears would be like, yes, this is heaven. Did they make it or did that's just where they have all, like, <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I mean, they there got their There are penguins up north, Brad, by the way. Really? Yeah, penguins are exclusively Antarctica. Well, you know, Southern Hemisphere. They go up to Argentina and Australia, obviously. I was going to say, there's very penguins in Philippa. Like, there's penguins in Australia. So, yeah. I mean. Don't you know that Mill and Collins song? Penguins and polar bears. We're stuck in roles as others anti polar Penguins. (laughs) Penguins. Like, I know, I just thought that uh, penguins. Penguins? How do you say penguins? Benedict Cumberbatch can't say penguin either. He says penguin. Yeah, well. That's stupid. <laughs> um, speech impediment is good. <laughs> no, I just, I, I was of the opinion that it was like, if it, it was the right climate, that there were penguins. There. Uh, they I don't just appear, Brad. No, I know, but listen, migratory habits. <laughs> I, I'm not an expert on any animal, like how it gets to wherever it got to. <laughs> it made that but, very fucking I mean, it if, would have to if a polar bear could get there, why couldn't a penguin get there? Because it would have to migrate past the tropics. It would die. Yeah, but if how do you know where they started? Could get there. That's where they live. <laughs> Yeah, but they didn't start there, did they? <laughs> where, did they where do you think they came from? 
Mate, the cradle of life. Everywhere started in Africa, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's humans! Africa. <laughs> Out of Africa. <laughs> I thought, like, anyway, we was polar bears and shit, you know? I think if you had enough money, Brad, and you transported, like, thousands and thousands of penguins from Africa up to the North Pole, they'd probably penguins. figure it out. They'd probably survive, right? Yeah. yeah. Although they'd probably be ripped to shreds by polar bears, but... Hmm. Um, well, I'd like to start a new initiative to bring polar bears to the south and penguins to the north. They probably should be called Sort-ing North around. Polar Bears, I think. I agree. All right. To answer your stupid question that was asked five minutes Anyway, ago. I want to elaborate more on the second point that I made. In 1909, two men came out of the woodwork within the span of two weeks to both claim they had reached the North Pole. Ooh. Now, unlike that Scandinavian snow monkey that reached the South Pole <laughs> in 1911... Are we allowed to say that? There was no hard evidence for either man's claim and no physical evidence left at the location for reasons previously explained. So, everyone in the world basically had to decide who they wanted to believe. Firstly, Frederick Cook claimed to have reached the North Pole on April 21, 1908, but he couldn't produce any hard evidence. Now, Cook had previously claimed to have reached the peak of Mount McKinley in Alaska, but that was later totally discredited. He made two proper attempts with full expedition teams, which both failed. And then he was like, uh, you know what? Me and my boy Rob are just going to go for one last-ditch attempt, which conveniently was the successful ascent. Uh, <laughs> but the speed in which they claimed to have completed the last part of the journey was literally unbelievable. Mm. Sorry, old mate Rob later admitted they didn't reach the peak, and a photo that Cook claimed was the summit was proven to be just a landing, like Homer Simpson in the episode... King of Hill. <laughs> so, naturally, most people were not willing to believe this guy when he came back from the Arctic saying, you'll have to take my word for it, but I promise <laughs> I reached the North Pole. <laughs> then uh, Robert Peary claimed to have reached the North Pole on April 6, 1909. He led an expedition with another American and four Inuits. However, none of these five people accompanying him understood advanced and precise navigation and therefore could not independently verify what Peary was saying. So Peary came back to civilization and said, you'll have to take for my word for it, but I promise I reached the North Pole. Mm. So, who gets the title of first man to reach the North Pole? Should it be Cook, since his claim is for an earlier date? Maybe it's Peary, since Cook was probably lying. Or perhaps neither, since each man's claim could not be independently verified. Well, opinion was split. But the elites were definitely on the side of Robert Peary. Mm. He had the better reputation, and he was being funded by elite institutions, from universities to the National Geographic Society, and even the New York Times. Still, a lot of people took Cook at his word. Maybe he did make it after all. In fact, uh, you know, him the fact that he didn't scale Mount McKinley was not entirely clear at the time. Most people didn't think he did it, but it wasn't proven 100% false until much later, so Cook still had his believers. Mm. The best thing Cook could do, had going for him was that his claim was for the earlier date, so it was time for the elites to discredit him. Let's check that path that took that Cook took again. Well, well, well. <laughs> Look what we have here. Cook claims to have sailed right through Crockerland, a large island in the Arctic discovered in 1906 by our boy Robert Peary, oh. but it wasn't mapped in 1908 when Cook claims to have sailed through it. Fucking got so it. So, obviously, he's making shit up. Fucking busted. 
<laughs> Maybe he carried the boat over the island. <laughs> well, you see, in a previous attempt to reach the North Pole, Peary had sighted a giant landmass and named it Crocker Land after his expedition's main financial backer, San Francisco banker George Crocker. Mm-hmm. A way of saying, hey, thanks for giving me all this cash to go exploring. Yep, yeah, seems fair. So that should have been the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. But of course, it wasn't. So how did Cook's believers manage to convince themselves that he had still reached the North Pole despite this impossibility in his sailing route? Well, that's easy. The island's fake. Peary <laughs> made it up and Cook... <laughs> that's fair. Peary made it up and Cook's claimed path of sailing is correct. <laughs> I mean... The elites... <laughs> you, can, you can check that. Spoiler alert. The elites sighed a heavy sigh and said, Really? (laughs) Fucking really? You know that Peary wrote about discovering this island in 1906, so it isn't some story we're just making up now. The island was documented well before your boy supposedly sailed through it. But Cook's backers were steadfast. They said, Crockerland is a crock of shit. So the elites had no choice. They funded a new expedition to explore Crocoland. It was fucking annoying to have to go and prove that an (laughs) island existed. But then again, it would definitely settle the dispute and it was the last unexplored island in the world. So they might as well go and check it out anyway. Well, it turns out that Crocoland actually does not exist. (laughs) Here we did make it up. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, seriously. In 1906... In 1906, he had, you know, he was stressed that he didn't reach the North Pole, and he was worried that George Crocker was going to be annoyed at him for pissing away his money on a failed expedition. So he just pretended that it wasn't a totally failed expedition. <laughs> just made up an island and named it after him. Oh, yeah. do you hey, reckon, George, mate? So do you reckon his his supporters so, are like, yeah, that island totally exists, and he's like, guys, let's just let it go, okay? I'll be the big man. I'll walk away. But they're like, no, we're gonna fucking go out there. We're gonna prove you dickheads we're get this motherfucker, <laughs> guys. Really, really, seriously, it's fine. All right, I, I've got the moral victory. Yeah, let him have it. It's okay. <laughs> so, Peter <laughs> basically said. You know, so I didn't get to the pole, but I did find this huge island and named named it after you, so you're probably really happy with that, yeah? <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> Peary never God. actually admitted that he made it up, but his extremely detailed logs of his expedition didn't mention any sightings of the land, and he only conveniently mentioned the existence of Crocoland just as he was looking for funding for his next expedition. Oh. So it was believed that it was all a ploy to keep George on his good side and ensure that he would invest again for the next attempt to reach the North Pole. Mm. Ironically, George didn't invest in the next expedition because he gave all his disposable income to helping San Francisco re- rebuild after the Great Earthquake of 1906. Mm. Waste of money. So good and if you still want to take Robert Peary at his word, then I would caution you, he literally wrote in his diary the three-letter sentence, no land sighted on the day that he later claimed to have seen the giant island, <laughs> giant island named at Crocoland. Oh. So, to be clear, guys, Robert Peary did not say anything when six guys set out on a wild goose chase to explore Crocoland <laughs> in 1913. <laughs> what a wasting their time. Wasting their time and in today's money. Millions and millions oh of dollars from the Museum of the Natural History 
the American Geographical Society, and the University of Illinois. This fucking sociopath just let them go when he knew damn well they wouldn't find anything. Oh, and it's not like Yikes. they're running down the street to check something out. Like, <laughs> you're going to the North Pole. Like, people could die trying to verify <laughs> an island that doesn't exist. They probably did. Ugh. <laughs> wow. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it was a dick move, for sure. But actually... It was even more of a dick move than you might first oh, think, God. since it was a particularly brutal expedition. <laughs> a few of the guys turned back because conditions were so harsh. One guy got frostbite, and, sorry guys, a whole team of sled dogs died. Oh. Oh. Hang him. R.I.P. in peace, frozen but not forgotten. <laughs> and also, an argument over which direction the crew should travel next ended in one guy shooting and killing another guy. <laughs> That's one element, I What the fuck? Then, the remaining men couldn't make it back to civilization on their own, and so ships were sent to rescue them, and the first ship that got sent uh, was stuck in the ice, and the owner couldn't get the ship back for two years because it took that long <laughs> for the ice around it to melt enough to get it free. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> so, um... Cook's not looking yeah. so bad now. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just really fucked up. Basically, people got like hypothermia and had to turn back because it was so fucking mm. brutal conditions. One guy shot and killed another guy. Mm. A whole sleep with sled dogs died, and this ship just like <laughs> got stuck in the ice. So it was just a totally failed expedition. It's like a huge waste of time. And I life. think the red flag should have been when I'm assuming Peary didn't go on this expedition. No, he didn't. Yeah. So when he's like, guys. I'll just sit this one out, even though I've been super into this whole area for a while. I'll just sit And even it. though this would prove that I was the first man to the North Pole. Yeah, that should have been a red flag there. And I'm really pissed off that he turned those dogs into puppets. Imagine if he know. did go with them, though. <laughs> and they're, they're cruising around in the ocean and he's going, oh, God, I just, I, I thought it was here. Maybe, no, fuck. <laughs> did we take a wrong turn back there, guys? <laughs> Maybe it's a lot more eastward than after that. <laughs> but it's not like it was just some, like, six, you know, random people that went out as well. Like, these people were, like, geniuses. Yeah. You know? They had, like, a botanist there because they're going to explore this new island. You know, maybe it has, like, these new things. In it. You know, a zoologist was there, you know, an engineer. Like, they got these real geniuses from universities and stuff and sent them out to explore this new land. And he was just like, all right, have fun. <laughs> I'll see you when you get back. Uh, Anyway, as you can imagine, this failed expedition did a lot of damage to Robert Peary's credibility, Mm -hmm. and now I would rank him low on the trustworthiness (laughs) pretty close to our boy Fred Cook. And if you Google who was the first man to reach the North Pole, the results tell you. Maybe it was Cook, maybe it was Peary, we're not sure. But the first man who verifiably made it was Roald Amundsen in 1926, the same Norwegian who first reached the South Pole uh, in 1911. There you go. The undisputed, the undisputed king in the South, and after much deliberation and weighing the evidence objectively, I am ready to declare him also the king in the North. <laughs> <laughs> The 
even if even if Cook or Piri did make it, even if Cook or Piri did make it, I don't think they deserve the title. No, so definitely not. Let's give it to Rold and Woodson. Yeah. What, 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 even though his uh, name is hard to pronounce. What slur did you call it before? Was it a snow monkey? A snow monkey. Yeah, Scandinavian fine. snow monkey. Scandinavian snow monkey. I'm not and sure whether I need to go way back up and bleep that out or not. I don't know. If we keep saying it, though, it'll be too much effort. <laughs> it feels wrong. Uh, what, like, what about uh, Scandinavian Yeti or something like that? I don't know. Like, a snow monkey no, would I'm, be like a Yeti, right? It's okay, but I'm punching up because they are objectively the master race. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> as long as you're you punching really up, like it's fine. Oh, they're Scandinavians. They're too tall and too beautiful. I hate them. <laughs> yeah. They're too good looking. <laughs> they got too much money. They're too smart. Their country's too nice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Their furniture's too good. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's good. I got, a, I got, I got respect for uh, what was it? Rold Asmussen. Munson. Munson. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he discovers the South Pole, and then he hears all this hubbub going on about the North Pole. He's like, you know what? I'll just fucking do it myself. I'll do it properly. Yeah. I'll sort this shit out. The thing, the thing that confused me about Roald Amundsen, by the way, is that he is Norwegian. Mm. So basically, he's right next door to the North Pole, and he goes and explores the South Pole. <laughs> like, come on, he probably easy actually the North had Pole a very, first, and then do the South very Pole. small window to go and be the first one to verifiably discover the North Pole as well. Like once, yeah, once true. other explorers started hearing about all this, this going on, the arguments, everyone was probably like, "Oh, it could be me." Yeah. Well, with, with him being Norwegian, he probably inadvertently discovered the North Pole and didn't think it was a big deal because he's like, "That's like my backyard." Like you know, <laughs> Sarah Palin can see Russian from a Russia from her back porch. You know, he can see the North Pole from his back porch, and he's just like, I, "I go by there on the way to you know get my groceries or whatever." So he's like, "I'll head down to the South Pole," and everyone's like, "Well, the South Pole's not that big a deal, bro." And he's like, "Oh, I'll just go back up." Fine, I'll do the fucking North Pole then. Yeah, whatever. You know, it's easy. Not that yet. Um, but that that story was full of some serious twists and turns. There. Oh yeah, yeah, you got <laughs> that me. was insane. I was all on, I was all on Team Peary, and then yeah, I was. In, I expected there to be a real team. island. I got, I got sold as well as uh, that whole research team did. <laughs> <laughs> that was outrageous. What a, what a total dick! I oh, yeah. didn't say anything to him. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I was ready to just crucify Cook. Like, no, nah, bro, you sailed through a fucking physical landmass. You can't do that. Yeah, he didn't but, kill any dogs though. Yeah, I know exactly. Yeah, Cook uh, That's a great story. Peary has a bunch of deaths on his hand. This mm. guy. Mm. Hey, like I said, the papa sickles. This, this story is kind of similar to that story I told about the, the French guy who said all this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> people to the New World to yeah. fucking wherever it was. Jonestown, yeah. basically. In that sort of period of time, people were just stone-cold sociopaths. Like, yeah, make yeah. a buck. Uh, he, but yeah, I think value when, of human life is much people, lower back then, I think. <laughs> but when, like, all these institutions are putting, like, millions and millions of dollars into this expedition and people are getting ready to go, surely you go, like, okay, this is going to be <laughs> awkward to tell them, but it's better than not telling them, so i got to do it. No, i got to just suck it up and do it. It just got to a point where it was, it got past the point where it was too awkward now. Like, you're yeah. like, all right. <laughs> I should have said something ages ago, but I didn't, and now it's just too late. I can't. I gotta let this play out now. <laughs> that really escalated. 
Maybe they'll <laughs> all die and no one it's will like know when, that I was lying. It's like when you've been working at a place for like a year and there's a co-worker <laughs> that you got introduced to on your first day and you can't remember oh, their name. Yeah. You've been talking to them you this whole time, calling them mate and buddy and stuff like that. Yeah. It's too this late. Expedition it's too late was now. The equivalent now that of I've been dude. here for a year, I can't ask him his name. It's been way too long. I just got to play the. I just got to go with yeah. it. This was the <laughs> physical embodiment of calling someone dude. <laughs> yeah, That's what, right. You're hundred percent right. Oh my god. Wouldn't uh, it be funny if Pierre was like trying to rationalize this to himself, and he was like. Well, to be fair to myself, I didn't not spot an island. Like, I don't know that there's there not an island there. There could be an island there. Imagine if they I found, really looking found that an up. island and then it got called fucking Crocoville or Crocoland, <laughs> even though this guy never actually discovered it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, that is just crazy. Absolutely fucking mental. Did he get yeah. in any trouble, period, or not? Was it like follow um, well, people just don't like him anymore. <laughs> yeah, but he, I mean, he directly killed someone. Like, well, not directly, but indirectly killed someone. So, um, I think the point. I think the problem is that he just keeps keeps claiming that he saw it. So then, like, I don't know. It's kind of like a prove me wrong. So uh, they, they did say exactly where he said it was, but I don't know. I didn't go into the extra details of it. But I'm sure Piri said like, "Oh, you know, it does exist. You guys are just in the wrong area, or something like I don't know, whatever." Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. All right. Yeah. Good story. It's very interesting. It's, a, it's the wild, wild west days of the wild, wild north days, I should say, <laughs> of um, exploration. You know? Absolutely. Oh, uh, shit. It's fucking brutal as well, like exploring. Obviously, you guys would imagine, but exploring mm. the North Pole and South Pole is just like... And I don't know if you guys know this, but the North Pole has got, you know, either sun all day every day or dark all day mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. So, obviously, they're probably going at the light time of year so they can actually see... And, you know, like, it's just light all the yeah, time. Yeah, losing their fucking, fucking minds because their circadian rhythm's completely thrown out of whack. Yeah. Yeah. But that Wouldn't be much fun. That tent's not keeping out the sunlight. Like, they're light <laughs> fabric, you know? Like, you're, you're like, oh, fuck, it's like 3 a.m., but it looks like midday. That would... Yeah. That would suck. Yeah. It sucks so hard. Well, they have that in the Scando countries as well. Like, the mm. really fun mm. ones. It's like, it's... You know, the sun's out for like two hours a day in the winter or whatever, and then it's out for like it's, it's only gone for like two hours in the summer or whatever. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. That would yeah, Midnight that, sun. and you get like I, I know even like in like North Canada or whatever they sell those like really thick blinds mm. that like when you close Black them they blinds. catch they like blackout yeah blackout yeah. blinds whatever they are just so that you can you know because it, it might be bright mid like daylight at midnight or something so. Yeah, that'd be fucked. Like, at the moment, it's too much for me now. It doesn't get dark until, like, nine. Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous, no, no, if, right? I'm trying to put yeah, my kids I to bed, it. and my oldest is like, Dad, the sun's not gone down yet. Why am I, Why do I have to be in bed? Like, because it's bedtime. Yeah. We've taught him- Santa Claus stupidly, said so. <laughs> stupidly, we taught him that he has to go to bed when the sun goes to bed. That yeah, used to be. That used to be around his bedtime, but now fucking daylight savings has blown it for us. Yeah, it's like just getting dark at like nine o'clock. It's, yeah. it's still light though. It's like what the fuck, man. Yeah, it's too much. I couldn't imagine people it being aren't supposed to live this far south or that far north. <laughs> we should you know? all live on the equator. Exactly. I was thinking about that the other day actually, when it was like a really, really, really hot day, and I was just like, you know, I'm I'm Irish and Scottish. I think dad's side's Scottish, mum's side's Irish, and I'm just like, oh yeah, I'm not supposed to be here. <laughs> 
This is why I have like a severe hay fever allergy. Yeah. So this is why I sweat all day, every day. It's because I'm not supposed to exist <laughs> down here. <laughs> I didn't evolve for this climate. <laughs> Fuck my um, ancestors for, I don't know. For loving no, potatoes they the and not They didn't steal any bread so. or anything like that. My mm. Irish, <laughs> my Irish uh, ancestors just had the crime of, living near England when they starved him during the potato famine. <laughs> Fuck England. But um, <laughs> if England just let us grow potatoes, I would be back in Ireland <laughs> without sneezing all day. Probably not sweating. Mm. Anyway. Anyway. Back yeah. on track. Anyway. Yeah. Well, well, your turn, Luke. Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Oh, <laughs> Yes. It's a Finally. debate that has raged for years and has countless adamant supporters on both sides. The film's writer, Stephen D'Souza, says, If Die Hard is not a Christmas movie, then White Christmas is not a Christmas movie. Bang Lead actor on. Bruce Willis says, Die Hard is not a Christmas movie. It's a goddamn Bruce Willis movie. Oh, fair. But who is nice. right? I've always been firmly in the yes camp on this one, but that's always just been a gut feeling. I've never looked at it objectively, scientifically, to determine if Die Hard is indeed a Christmas movie. So, what makes a Christmas movie? Evil Germans. <laughs> that's right, Indiana Jones is a Christmas Hans movie. Hans Gruber. The first and I think most obvious question to answer is, is the movie set at Christmas? For Die Hard, that is a simple and resounding yes. But that's yep. not enough on its own to make a movie a Christmas movie. Lethal Weapon, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, The Long Kiss Goodnight, Iron Man 3. These are all written or directed by Shane Black, by the way. Dude needs a new gimmick. LA Confidential, <laughs> Gremlins, Trading Places, Rocky IV, The Shining. These are all movies set during the holiday season that are objectively not Christmas movies. Nobody uh, is arguing movies. otherwise. Nobody is arguing otherwise, Morgan. <laughs> and so Gremlins. we Gremlins need to go deeper. What about the script? Maybe the dialogue can help us out here. Well, the word Christmas appears 18 times in Die Hard. That's more than the words die and hard combined. That's more than the words shoot, explode, and kill. Does that mean it's a Christmas movie? The script for Batman Returns has the word Christmas in it 33 times. Annie Hall has it 19 times. The Apartment, 31 times. Are they Christmas movies? No, don't be stupid. Music. Yeah, they're not set at Christmas. Yes, they are. Well, Annie Hall's not. But The Apartment, (laughs) Batman Returns are. Uh, Music, then. Christmas movies have Christmas songs in them. Well, Die Hard has five credited songs in it, and three of them are Christmas songs. Winter Wonderland, Let It Snow, and Run DMC's Christmas in Hollis. Bruce Willis also whistles Jingle Bells, the most played Christmas song in the history of cinema. There's no counter-argument here. This is undoubtedly a point for those arguing in the affirmative. Mm-hmm. Then there's the story. Is Christmas pivotal to the film's plot? Some argue that the movie doesn't happen if John McClane doesn't come to LA for his wife's work Christmas party. Exactly. That's reasonable on its surface. But could Christmas be replaced with something else and have events unfold the same way? 
Yeah, but you can do that with every Christmas movie. A birthday or a retirement party could all enable the same plot points to be hit. If you take Christmas out of Jingle All the Way, the whole thing falls apart. No, it doesn't. It's a, his son's birthday. Yeah, but the Why shopping the season wouldn't be crazy then, if it was. Yeah, just but a his birthday. son's okay. birthday happens to be on Christmas. No, that's. Why would he be t- getting drunk <laughs> with a reindeer? <laughs> look, I'm telling you right now, it's a Christmas movie. Damn it! But then look, Brad. Lachlan is breaking it down scientifically. Don't jump to conclusions. <laughs> Wait for the evidence. That's right. <laughs> but then look at Listen it's a wonderful life or Home Alone. Christmas movies, by all accounts, and yet Christmas is irrelevant to the plots. George Bailey Ooh. can attempt suicide, and the McAllisters can be neglectful parents all year round. Mm. How about we look outside the movie itself and examine Die Hard as a product? The poster gives no indication that the movie involves Christmas. It's Bruce Willis and the uh-huh. burning Nakatomi Plaza. No Christmas tree, no Santa hat, not even a red and white colour scheme. The tagline... 40 stories, 12 terrorists, one cop, is a far cry from traditional Christmas movie taglines like Discover Your Inner Elf or You'll Crack Up. Uh, Further to that, a full 90% of movies with Christmas-themed titles release in November and December, with another 8% releasing in October. Die Hard released to theatres in July. And miss me with that Christmas in July shit. Die Hard was not marketed as a Christmas movie. Not at release, anyway. In recent years, 20th Century Studios have pushed Die Hard as a movie for the holidays, and in 2018, 30 years after its initial release, published a new trailer for the movie to their official YouTube channel, cut and narrated in a more traditional Christmas movie style. Goddamn capitalists. And let's not discount the cultural zeitgeist, either. Google Trends mm. shows searches for the term Die Hard increase by up to 500% in December every year. However, it has been marketed people around the world are watching Die Hard at Christmas. Jingle Bells was written in 1857 as a song to celebrate Thanksgiving, yet is now the most well-known Christmas song of all time. Oh. If a song can be co-opted in the name of Christmas, then why not a movie? Mm-hmm. Finally, I think we need to consider that Die Hard is not a standalone film. A little-known fact about Die Hard is that it is actually based on a book, Nothing Lasts Forever, by Roderick Thorpe, and that that book is actually the second in a series, and that the first book, The Detective, was also made into a movie of the same name. That's right, Die Hard is a sequel. A spiritual sequel, of course. The protagonist of the ni- of 1968's The Detective was played by Frank Sinatra, and although Thorpe wrote the second novel specifically as a sequel for Sinatra to reprise his role in the movie adaptation, Old Blue Eyes turned it down. So Joe Leland was renamed <laughs> to John McClane for what became Die Hard, then Die Hard 2, based on 58 Minutes by Walter Wager. That's right, these movies are all based on books which is also set at Christmas, yet doesn't receive the same passionate defense as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Then there's Die Hard with a Vengeance, based on Simon Says by Jonathan Hensley, Live Free or Die Hard, based on A Farewell to Arms by John Carlin, and A Good Day to Die Hard, based on Absolutely Nothing, which won't surprise you at all if you've seen it. None of yes. which have anything to do with Christmas. But I digress. Can a movie franchise jump from non-Christmas to Christmas, then back to non-Christmas? Home Alone and Home Alone 2 are both Christmas movies. It's a Christmas franchise. The same is true of Tim Allen's The Santa Claus and its sequels. On the other hand, 
Daddy's Home is not a Christmas movie, while Daddy's Home 2 mm-hmm. most definitely is. <laughs> it's awesome as <laughs> well. Die Hard is a movie about a man coming home to his wife and kids for Christmas, going through some tough times to realise in the end that family is what really matters. The entire movie happens on Christmas Eve at a Christmas party. It heavily features Christmas imagery and music, and after watching it, as you sit there listening to a rousing rendition of Let It Snow, having just seen John McClane redeem himself to his family just in time for Christmas, you know, it may not be traditional, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Damn fucking straight. Could not agree more. I was ex- I went into this expecting to change my own mind, but I did not. I just further cemented my belief that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It is. I'm on board. Okay, there we go. As long as the end result is okay, I agree with everything you just said. I watched it fully <laughs> analytically, and I, I can't argue against it. It's They make too many references to Christmas. There's too many Christmas themes I know there's a lot of action and people dying and stuff exploding and that sort of thing, which you don't normally see in a Christmas movie, but everything you need is there. It hits on all the points. My my thoughts on this is that, you know, there's this bit of a, obviously you're doing it right now, but yeah. there's this bit of a meme in recent years, you know, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh-huh. Let's all argue about it. Ha ha ha. Isn't this funny? And obviously who profits from that is the movie. Yes. Uh, company whoever was it warner brothers 20th probably. century fox so, yep subsidiary of warner brothers um so they <laughs> <laughs> probably not anyway but they are getting lots out of mm-hmm. this because they had a movie which they didn't think you know brad you have to admit this 20th century fox didn't think this was a christmas movie they didn't market it as a christmas movie as lachlan said oh, and then they released it during the holiday season and now they're saying, hey, let's turn this into a meme, mm. get people to watch it as a Christmas movie, sales go up. Regardless of whether 20th Century Fox or not thought it was a Christmas movie, clearly the director had put a large emphasis on Christmas. doesn't matter what the distribution company thinks. Like the, Their way I'm to market saying. it is completely determined. At the time, would have been determined by Bruce Willis being the guest star and it being an action-type movie. The director who made it, though, decided, made the, the obvious choice to make it focused on Christmas. Like, it's a core element of the movie. So, yeah, I, I get you. It's not your cookie-cutter box Christmas movie, but the, the director wanted Christmas to be this, one of the central themes of the movie. Mm. I think that's that's a good point as well. It is a central theme. It's, it doesn't just happen yeah. at Christmas. Christmas is one of the the plot points. It's it's, it's theme yeah. throughout the movie. The director might have had no say in how they marketed the movie. That's all I'm saying. He made it. He he directed it. That's how he wanted it to be portrayed. The they the 20th Century Fox goes out, makes a trailer, whatever the fuck they want. Yes, now they're cashing in on it, but it doesn't mean the movie itself wasn't a Christmas movie at the time. They decide when to release it. They because they paid for the production of it, so they decide how it's marketed as well. My my that's argument that's my is that, to that the intention is irrelevant. Just like I mentioned with the song Jingle Bells. That yeah. wasn't intended to be a Christmas song, but you can't argue now that it's not a Christmas song. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree with that. And I'll just say that um, I forgot. I can't remember what I was about to okay. say. No, I had it all lined up and then you brought up the Jingle Bells <laughs> thing again. Yeah. Um, no, it probably was something to do with my point where I was saying that they didn't, they like the 20th Century Fox or whatever, didn't intend for it to be a Christmas movie, right? That, that, was that where you were going with it? That was my point. 
yeah. my original point. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is it was it something along those lines? I'm trying to help you remember. <laughs> um, yeah, probably, probably something to do with that. <laughs> uh, this guy. Like, yeah, like they didn't mark it as a Christmas movie, and they go, "Oh, my point was," and yeah, okay. you can edit this out if you like. But my point was that I, I, I don't want to agree with the scientist in the room here, Lachlan. I, I respect your analysis, <laughs> and I don't want to be a science denier here. Obviously, we're not into that sort of stuff. Um, I'll just agree with you that it's a Christmas movie. However, I would say that you know my gut instinct is that it's not a Christmas movie because I would feel weird. Um, listening to All I Want for Christmas is You by Mariah Carey in May because it's a Christmas song. I would feel weird watching Home Alone in March because it's clearly a Christmas movie. Mm. I wouldn't feel weird watching Die Hard in like That is a good point. June. That is a good no, point. That's not a good point. He's autistic. There's a Counterpoint, difference. point. You listen to Christmas music all year round, so I don't think that's a good, uh, good yeah. thing to base your argument off. That's a terrible barometer. Okay, I, listen, I, I, I watch I Home Alone anytime. Home Alone in February, but I wouldn't. I should feel weird <laughs> listening to Last Christmas in June, but I don't. But you know what I mean. Yeah, a normal person would feel if weird you, with those things. If you said, if you said to somebody, "Let's watch Bing Crosby's White Christmas," and it was May, they'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong?" Yes. With you? Whereas if you said to them, do you want to watch Die Hard? They'd be like, oh, yeah, cool. Mm. So maybe maybe, go, maybe the real lesson here is that Die Hard transcends all boundaries. <laughs> and it's just <laughs> exactly. a movie for all occasions. Yeah. Yeah. Funerals, mm. everything. <laughs> Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfuckers. Have you ever watched... Okay, this is one thing that gets me, right? Mm. Have you ever watched it on free-to-air television in Australia? People no. don't know. They occasionally will censor movies. Or cut out uh-huh. much chunks of them in there. And I remember watching Die Hard one year, and they, they censored the yippee motherfucker, which is like oh, one right. of the key lines of the movie. That's the line. Because he, yeah, it's the line, essentially, because he gets called a cowboy by Hans Gruber. Yeah. He goes, yippee motherfucker. Um, but they cut it out. It was just yippee and then, like, silence for, like, half a second when the mm. motherfucker was. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? That's, like, the biggest blue balls you can ever get while watching <laughs> Die Hard. Like, I was ready to come, and it just didn't happen. <laughs> I, um, uh, obviously, obviously, for this uh, episode, I did watch Die Hard again, and I haven't seen it for a few years. It, it's it a really up. good movie. It definitely it holds a really It's a very good movie. It's, uh, I, I even love the second one. Third one is a squeaker. Like, it just gets over the line. Samuel L. Jackson adds a little sum-sum to it. Mm. Um after that, though, the, the franchise is dead to me. I, I, haven't, seen, I haven't seen um, Live Free or Die Hard. Uh, I have seen A Good Day to Die Hard, and it was fucking atrocious. Yeah. Yeah, it's just, just I the do first like, three. I do like the tagline for the movie, though. Yippee-ki-yay, Mother Russia. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have, you seen, so have you seen the second one? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's the one at the airport. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, the first two are the best. The, the third one is a big departure from the, mm. you know, the setup, which is, you know, John McLean saving a building and people. At Christmas. Where, like this, yeah, at Christmas. <laughs> and this one's like a, you know, it's like a gold heist and, you yeah. know, Hans Gruber's brother and everything like that. Spoilers. Mm. Um, during Passover. Yeah, but, <clears throat> um, you see, during Passover, he's German. <laughs> Why would they be Jewish? <laughs> Oh, yeah, they took care of yeah. There's no Jews left in um, Germany. 
But uh, yeah, no, no, it's a there's a big theme shift there, and I couldn't even have like, like you obviously couldn't argue like, you know, that that's a Christmas movie mm. continuation um, of a of a Christmas movie. You could even have the argument the second one is a Christmas movie as well. But I would I'd be less strong in defending that. I wouldn't. I probably would agree it's not a Christmas movie, even though it's still set at Christmas because it's it's not the core theme mm. like it is in in the first one. So. I'll defend the first mm. one as a Christmas movie. I, I wouldn't really have that argument with the second one. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I don't Next know. year, Lachlan, you can talk about that. Is Die Hard 2 a Christmas movie? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but uh, for, for, anyone, for anyone who hasn't watched Die Hard in a while, I, uh, I would recommend yeah. checking it out. Watch them. I watch them all the time. I think this leads us pretty well into Morgan's movie review. Morgan. 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 Morgan's movie review. Wow, no, Mariah, I like it. I'll have to get you guys to, uh, you know, discuss this one after me because we, the three of us, went to the cinemas to yeah. watch this movie. That's right. We got together. So, we saw each other for like the first time yeah. in person for fucking like six months. It was great. Maybe even longer. All right, crazy. Fat Man, yeah. twenty twenty, starring Australia's greatest gift to the world, Mel Gibson. <laughs> As a disgruntled Santa Claus who gives the wrong kid a lump of coal on Christmas morning and ends up being on his hit list. Mm. Walter Goggins plays the very creepy and disturbing hitman, which is a credit to both his acting ability and his fucked up looking face, which is creepy and disturbing at the best of times. Do you know, I, I just want to jump in here for a second. I haven't seen the movie and I don't remember exactly what it's called, but I saw a trailer for a movie starring him about a guy who's like super good looking and all the women want to sleep with him because of how good looking it is. And it's just, the casting was so off because he's a really <laughs> weird looking dude. And it's not he like, yeah. it's not like a charming, weird looking eye. You know, some people still find him attractive, like Benedict Cumberbatch. He's got that weird face, but he's still handsome. Nah. Uh, Walton Goggins is just, mm. he's not a good looking man. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's like, he's not, not ugly, ugly, but he's not I, attractive. He's very unusual. Yeah. He looks strange. Yeah, he's yeah. got a very strange look. If you don't know who we're talking about, then do an image search for Walter Goggins, and I'm sure you'll. Agree I believe with what it's Walter Goggins. Great actor, but very weird looking dude. Hmm. Anyway, the movie is obviously quite dark, but there are quite a few laughs in this movie as well. Uh, however, the laughs are not consistent enough for me to consider this a straight up dark comedy. There are dramatic elements as well, genuinely thrilling scenes and an absurdist bent that makes the entire movie quite eerie and unsettling. Mm -hmm. The humour mostly comes from the ridiculous plot rather than the characters, which makes it feel like a comedy where everybody is the straight man and no one is there to deliver the punchlines. A particularly strong scene was when the elves were gorging themselves on sugary <laughs> foods at their workshop cafeteria, and a visitor asked if perhaps they were short they were so short due to malnourishment. <laughs> the, the conversation between that man and the head elf is absolutely fucking brilliant. And there are all these sight gags going on in the background during that yeah, uh, yeah. scene as well. Yeah, there are so like very, very good and fucking fairy floss and stuff. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> putting like putting sugar, sugar like, <laughs> on things. It's, it's like, like a seasoning. Just pouring yeah. sugar over everything. Uh, that was funny. That was a good scene. So, the movie didn't quite live up to my expectations. I love Christmas movies, Christmas movies, both ironically and unironically, and I love Mel Gibson in the least ironic way possible, so perhaps I set myself up for disappointment. 
Still, I would recommend this movie. The plot is amazing, even if the execution isn't perfect. And seeing Mel Gibson as an overly masculine and grouchy Saint Nick is definitely worth your time. I give it a solid 7 out of 10. Mm. Yeah. I, I, would, I would agree with that, I actually. think that's fair. 7 out of 10. You know what I, I feel like the, the issue is? is that I think the plot and everything is actually excellent. I think it just... The last fight between mm. Goggins and Gibson... Oh, come on, Brad. Spoilers. I, no, I, no, I you, mean, like... If you we, know what you know the movie's about, going. you know what's going It's there. in the trailer. It's like, I've come for you, fat man. It's in the trailer, all right? Yeah. I just feel okay. like there was there was a huge build-up to that, and it I don't think it went long enough. Yes, That's my personal I agree. Opinion. I agree. Um, if, that, if that had gone for another five minutes or whatever... A bit I'd of be, an anticlimax, you think? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone. I just think that when it starts to when it ends, needed to be longer. That's it. Am I going to say anything? Just bang, bang. Yeah. Interesting. I, um, That's all. I, I like your point there, Morgs, that it doesn't have enough jokes in it to be uh, a comedy or a dark comedy. I think yeah. it, it, it's it's when you're watching it, it's like the movie can't decide what genre it wants to be. Does it want to be a comedy yeah. or like a, a, an action movie? Um, yeah, action thriller. So. And I think- the the dialogue and the acting was really strong and the like the back mm. and forth between characters was really good but yeah it's just it's kind of it's trying to straddle a line between genres and it doesn't quite land yeah, oh, I, I, yeah that, that that would be a fair criticism i think yeah it's not quite funny enough to be a dark comedy but it's yeah. also not enough action to be a full blown action movie as well so yeah yeah but the 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 i especially liked the chemistry between uh santa mel gibson and mrs claus i thought that whole that whole relationship yeah, there was, was, real. was very good yeah <laughs> very real yeah. yeah yeah i think that there was some there was some like parts of the movie that were just so bizarre and absurd but like it wasn't constant so yeah. it was just like you would have like 10 minutes of what seemed like a normal sort of action movie and then just something absolutely ridiculous that didn't fit the tone of it happened and it was it was like funny but it was quite jarring and then it was just back to normal and you, yeah you couldn't really get comfortable like what am i watching here sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. and i must say when lachlan first alerted me to the existence of this movie i clicked on you know whatever you sent me or I went, I, I, I searched it and I saw Mel Gibson stars as <laughs> a, mm. as Santa Claus, who is, you know, a 12 year old, whatever. That's, that's how, yeah, that's, that's how I sold it to you. I said, Mel Gibson as Santa Claus with a hitman sent after him. Yeah. And I was just like, this is going to be. The yeah, I thought movie. it was going to be fantastic <laughs> just from that. Yeah. I had my hopes very high. And a subplot of the movie, which is also hilarious, is that Santa. Uh, isn't making enough money anymore, so he has to start making um, products for the U.S. military. <laughs> he has a contract with the U.S. military, which is really funny. So, like, the plot of the movie is just hilarious, but the yeah. actual the actual execution of the movie is not uh, is not quite as funny as you would think. Cinematography wise, it was good though as well. So, like, I feel like it was filmed well. Yeah. Um, and I don't think it was a, like a huge production company either. So I think they did a really good job there. Just yeah, it just flounders a little bit of like genres and where I, it's yeah, going. I feel I feel yeah. if anything is to blame, it's probably the editing. I think they probably cut mm. parts that maybe they should have left in, left in parts mm. that they should have cut. Like you know, mm. I think, and obviously without seeing the production, only seeing the final product, you don't know what's not there. Um, but. I think, yeah, it's it's how they've edited the movie is what causes that weird 
fuckiness with genre to to be there. I think. Yeah. Still, I would. Yeah, I'm with you, Morgs. I would recommend it to people. Yeah. And say, oh, definitely en- worth you'll watching. You'll enjoy it. Yeah. The the poster for the movie is also fucking amazing. Though it's like <laughs> Mel Gibson's face with like the big beard as yeah. Santa Claus, just looking like fucking crazy eyes, yeah. and that's like the main poster. Yeah. And then in the you know in the foreground is like. Walton Goggins in a ski outfit yeah. with a huge rifle on <laughs> this snowy mountainscape, and it's just it's fucking, it looks yeah. so sick. Oh, and they it's both awesome. acted fantastically as well. Goggins and Gibson were on point in yeah. the movie. That was some quality acting. Yeah. Also, Gibson's arms and <laughs> I was about I to just say, too. I can't tell if they're real or prosthetic. If they're real, that dude is massive. Two, two points for, uh, <laughs> for anyone who's going to watch the movie is, one, pay attention to how fucking enormous Mel Gibson's forearms are. And yeah. I don't. Brad thinks they're prosthetic. I I don't. I think that's all Gibson. Nah. Um, oh, like if that's all Gibson, that dude. Uh, and and two, the kid in the movie. What women want. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, the kid in the movie, and this is something that Morgan pointed out to me about halfway through. And you won't you won't be able to unsee it once you, <laughs> you have this pointed out to you. He looks like a young Ben Shapiro. Oh no. <laughs> I, I whispered that in the movie theater, and then Lachlan just whispered back. <laughs> and Ben Shapiro destroys Santa with facts <laughs> <of Lachlan. laughs> He looks exactly like him. Uh, yeah, he really does. does. But yeah, oh, no. good movie. Solid, worth solid watching. Movie, movie. Yeah, solid review as well, Morgs. Mm. I think you were very on point. You got everything there. Um, but nice. Still, still, um, still recommend it for anyone who. Yeah. We'll see. I, I feel yeah. like more people should watch it so they'll make another one because I, I would love to see another one. I'm in part two. Well, just give some Anyway, Power Rangers, bro. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Brad, power ranking. <laughs> uh, I like it. Wolf, snow, snow, Christmas. Perfect. Nailed it. Thank you. I appreciate you taking the time to do that, Wolves. Slave hours as well. Yeah, it's great. So this year, I have made an Amazon wish list, and it is the top five things I want for Christmas. All right. So no one, uh, I'll, I'll put it. Uh, we'll put it in the website with the episode. So if anyone feels like they want to be my secret Santa, go ahead. Um, oh my god. So number five. So number five is good uh, God, Brad. Peace in the Middle East. Now, uh, anyone who's ever written a gift list before knows that you've got to add some bullshit fluff on there that makes you look good. So here's mine. It's never going to happen, but hopefully you'll all forget how shit I am and get me something off my list that is obtainable. Also, let's be real here. There's nothing to do in the Middle East. If they weren't killing each other, they'd be bored. Um <laughs> I'm just looking at your wish list now, Brad. I think you can mention four of these, but I really don't want you to mention one of them. Uh, number four, microphone and a webcam. Uh, now, I want to take this podcast to the next level. And frankly, I'm sick of these two chuckle fucks ripping on me for my $10 shit, my shit $10 wish special webcam. Yes, I know it exclusively stores, stares at my five head, but with your help this year, I can change that. All I'm asking for is the most expensive <laughs> mic and webcam I could find on Amazon to make my dreams come true. Thank you in advance. <laughs> number number three, NVIDIA RTX 3090. Why stop at a, re- a webcam if I'm going to e-beg 
let's get with the 3K graphics card that I'm 99% sure won't even fit my motherboard. Shit. <laughs> I just wanted to flex. I'll turn that shit into a Flavor Flav style chain and hit the town with it. <laughs> Please look deep into your hearts and purchase this. It says, uh, it says in the description, military grade certification for a fucking <laughs> graphics card. Military grade. Does that I mean it. it plays it plays Call of Duty really well? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, it says that the price has dropped by four percent, and uh, it's one hundred and fifty dollars off. So, <laughs> if anyone's good at maths, they can figure out how much it originally cost. Yeah, it's over three thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah. um, Pay three K to play games in four K. Ho ho! Slam dunk. Two points. Perfect. Number two. The CRKT Simbury Tactical Axe. Okay, hear me out. Axes are cool, and I don't have one. You can't do this. You can't do this to Do I have... Boy, we run a family show here. You can't say what is on that list. Shut up. You're number one. You're ruining it. You have it. to make something up. Axes are cool, and I don't have one. can't say that one. Do I have acreage that needs to be maintained or a wood heater that needs fire? No, I don't. Would I use this responsibly? Absolutely not. But it's so cool, I could definitely kill someone Viking style with it. <laughs> Christmas is a time for giving. So if you gift me this, I'll give someone's skull the honour of being cleft oh, in two oh by this bad boy. Cleft in twain. Yeah, cleft in twain. Is it? How, uh, how big is it? It's hard to tell from that thumbnail. Uh, it's quite large. It's the biggest axe I could find, and it looks pretty nifty. Oh, hang so. on. No, I've just gone into it. It's it's smaller than I thought it was, to be honest. I thought it was like yeah, a full still- fucking six-foot pole, but it's like a hand axe. No, 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 no. It's, it's still two-hander. Like... It's not a single hand axe. Um, number one. All right. Thanks for joining us all. Ah, it was Christmas special. Number one. The, the thing that <laughs> I, I most want this Christmas, Christmas is the normalization um, of male sex toys. It's a travesty <laughs> and an injustice that women don't get shamed for horse cocks, tentacles, <laughs> and crutch jackhammers. But as a man, I can't have a simple, real oral, sucks male masturbated, deep throat clip suction induced vibration sex moan toy without feeling like a criminal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The one that has seven vibrations in three section settings. <laughs> now that I've seen this bad boy, my whole jerk game until this point has been caveman-esque. I'm basically rubbing two sticks together and fucking the result. <laughs> Men, we need to rise up oh, and be can't. unashamed. <laughs> so yeah, uh, it's on the wish list. We'll link it with the episode. It's, um, interestingly, it's actually the cheapest item on the wish list. <laughs> it is. So uh, I think if anyone <laughs> buys anything for you, it's going to be that. Yeah, so I may. However, if you want to save a few dollars, it says two used and new from seventy dollars. <laughs> so you're just getting a used one. Oh wow! <laughs> All right, guys, thanks for joining. You know us what I don't trust today. is the icon for vibration has like the check engine light from a car's dashboard. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna ruin my Amazon suggestions. Thanks, Brad. <laughs> And that's another fucking awful Christmas done with, hopefully. We never have to hear about that sort of thing again. Um, so, Merry Christmas to everybody and to all. Merry and Happy New Christmas. Year. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you look defeated. It's disgusting. Like It's Christmas, Brad. It's a good time of year. Like, yeah, it's great. We're a family show. So, thank you, everyone, for joining us in this... <laughs> We do appreciate it. We hope that you have a good Christmas, good holiday season. Hope you got some time off work, and if not, you're uh, at least making penalty rates. And uh, look, 
you know, Christmas for a lot of people is a tough time of year. It's tough financially, it's mm. tough emotionally, tough mentally. Um, if you're struggling, just, you know, call a suicide hotline or something. Don't don't kill yourself. Um, there's a lot of, lot of suicides around this time of year. A lot of uh, domestic violence, drug overdoses, deaths of despair, they call them. Um, so that's just <laughs> something just to... Very, very Christmas, That's something guys. to keep Jesus. in mind um, as you celebrate with your family. A lot of people don't have family to celebrate or can't <laughs> see their family. Um, and, and it could be... Yeah, yeah, hijacking could be very, the Christmas could be very sad episode to try and make us feel bad. For a lot of people. Um, so, yeah, Merry Christmas and... Uh, a happy New Year! Merry Christmas, guys. Morg, do you wanna <laughs> say Merry Christmas to our? See ya. Yeah.